Stand clear. 100% wild podcast. So for all you listeners, hello and welcome to definitely not your favorite outdoor podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Drury Outdoors 100% Wild Podcast. This is another special fan episode. 100% fan driven. Also driven by DeerCast. You're Tim Chelsvik. You are my number one fan. <laughs> Matt Drury. Why are you laughing? What's this guy's deal? <laughs> hold on, hold on. I don't think so, Tim. <laughs> right. I got no fans. <laughs> no, your wife, I'm sure. Your kids. Your kids. Uh, oh, at yeah. least the kids. Yeah, you know. Uh, That's why we have them. So somebody likes <laughs> so, us. So someone looks up to us, at least while they're small. Yeah. Bo wanted to shoot his bow last night hmm. in the backyard. And his thing is, it's kind of sweet. It's kind of a hassle. He refuses to shoot unless I shoot with him. I feel your pain. So... That's what we did last night. What does he shoot, though? What bow does he shoot? He's got a little Barnett. It's called a little Banshee. Yeah. It's just a stick Appropriate and string. for that kid. Exactly. Yeah. He is <laughs> he's on wheels. Banshee. Like He needs supervision if he's going to be out there with his bow. Otherwise, neighborhood cats are getting it, birds <laughs> and the swing set. and He's just that kind of kid. Sophie, run like hell. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hey, Sophie, stand still. Yeah, so we we just got Cameron a the, the Matthews Genesis bow. It's the bow there that they use uh, in NASP, yep. I believe. And it's the one that we got it. I guess it adjusts from 10 to 20 pounds. And when it comes to you, or at least this one, it felt like it was set at 20. So he couldn't pull it back. So we, we cranked it down and now it's, he could pull it back, but like the arrow doesn't have enough oomph behind it to <laughs> yeah. stick into the morel target. I, guess I was having him shoot at the bag target cause it's bigger. Sure. And it just bounces off of it. And we're standing like, you know, like mm-hmm. five, 10 feet away from it. And I'm like, all right, let's stand back a little bit further. <laughs> so we don't get hit. <laughs> Hit with our own arrow. Yeah, like a Ralphie from the Christmas story. Yeah, but when he shoots, you know, we of course we're we're so close to the target. So like you said, you're that's the kind of the hassle part of it because you're not shooting. Yeah. What what so when it was set at 30 pounds, you said we couldn't pull it back. <laughs> no, I said he. Okay. I, All right. Good. Rascal. Just want to clarify. <laughs> Speaking of rascals. So I, I've got a little list here to introduce our uh guest. So uh family man. Big buck killer, mm. rugged, oh. chiseled, ah. a gifted musician. Mm. Kenny Jones, what other words would you use to describe me? <laughs> this guy. Oh, what's up, Kenny? Uh, hey, what's going on, fellas? You thought he was talking about you? No, dead wrong. I knew he was talking about himself. That's all he does around here. I'm a number one fan. <laughs> there we go. Exactly. So, exactly. Ken, Ken, you're coming to us from West Virginia, right? Not regular Virginia. Right. West Virginia. Yes, sir. Kaiser, West Virginia. You know, I could have picked up on that because you have an accent that sounds just like Chris Ward and Eric Hale. They were hmm. two of our team members for a long time, and they were a couple of Virginia boys. And you sound just like Chris did. So it's like a very distinct it, it always amazes me like how you could kind of pick up on what part of the country people are yeah. from. Yeah. Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah. Wisconsin. They're drinking That's milk right. from a bag. That's right. So can eat with so to us you have an accent. And unfortunately, like the southern accent is one that people always try to mimic. I do it myself. Do you ever try to mimic like our accent? Um, actually, uh, we, we bear hunted a lot in like Maine. So, um, those guys up there don't really pr- pronounce their R's very good. 
Ah. So if they say like the dogs are barking, they say the dogs are backing. Yeah. Well, a lot of times I'll say something like that, you know, mimicking them, you know, making making jokes at them because everybody picks on Southern boys accent. Unfortunately, up there, khakis are what they use to start their vehicles with. What? (laughs) Do elaborate. Khakis. I know what they are. Yeah, I can't find my khakis. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's good. So the best horrible. jokes are the ones that you have to explain. <laughs> that's <horrible>. I say. <laughs> I mean, I did laugh. <laughs> Guess I'm horrible. <laughs> okay. So, Kenny, I'm curious, what made you decide to audition for being a guest on the Because this is, you're our second guest, by the way. Okay. Well, what made me audition is I'm, I come from a small town. I mean, I graduated with 18 kids in my graduating class. Um, so a lot of people don't chase their dreams. And um, I feel like when you have a passion for something, you know, I don't want to be 70 years old and look back and go, man, I really wish I would have tried to do more. So if I see an opportunity, um, I try to go after it. Mm-hmm. I think there's gonna, someday there's going to be a lot of people who are turning 70 saying, I never got on the 100% Wild podcast. <laughs> And I deeply regret that. I think they're actually going to say, you know what? I never looked up for my phone. (laughs) (laughs) That's very true. Yes. All those dinners, all that time spent with my wife. I was actually just nose deep in a tablet. (laughs) It's a, it's a problem. Kenny, I want to know out of 18, where'd you graduate? What number? (laughs) Well, I'll be honest with you. I Uh told my wife for a long time because she's not from where I'm from. And I would tell her that I was in the top 10. And she's like, wow, that's impressive. I'm like, yep, you know, that's just kind of how it is. Maybe and we can somebody be told friends. her, I think it was my mom said, uh, Kenny, there was 18 kids in your graduating class. I was like, my wife kind of gave me that look like. Hey, okay. yep. I think that's a pretty good, I mean, top 10, that's fancy. I mean, you did it in four <laughs> years, right? Right, right. Well, I mean, yeah, there was no uh, hold back close years, but nothing, uh, Nothing to help me back. <laughs> so what do you do for a living? Um, I'm a physical therapist assistant um, by trade, and um, I personal train people on the side. And I recently just got a job as a strength and conditioning coach here at a junior college um, near where I live. Okay, hey. awesome. So last year you were on a hot streak during the hunting season. And were you hunting what all states? Because I know you were in Kentucky, right, for a little bit? Yes, sir. I was in Kentucky, and then I hunted in Ohio. So you killed a gross boon with a crossbow. Yes. I mean, that's, oh, with the crossbow. Oh, hey, uh, I would, uh, I'd take that over anything. <laughs> most deer I shoot. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Same here. So, so tell us a little bit about that. Leading into that, what it, did you know the deer? Is it a property you hunted a lot? Was it an outfitter? Like, what's what's the story here? Okay, so I've had that lease for about five years now, um, and I got, I had some history with the buck. Um, three years before this would have been an 18. Um, he got around me. I was trying to sell film and anybody that has self filmed, it can be very trying at times. So, um, he ended up getting around me. I never got another shot at him at daylight. Um, cause I couldn't get the camera on him. By the time I got the camera on him, the footage wasn't going to be good. And he, he actually made it around me. It was during the rut. So the next year let's fast forward to 19. Um, I seen him one time, but it was so dark. The footage wasn't going to be good. And I'm real conscious about trying to get good footage. If I'm going to kill the biggest deer in my life, I want it to be good footage. Mm -hmm. And so it was real grainy, real dark. So obviously didn't take the shot. And um, then it brought us into the next year, you know, and and he had grown as big as he'd ever been. And um, 
I was guessing them to be high sixties. I didn't didn't think. I didn't see a lot of the like junk he has off the back of his horns. And um, just following deer cast, I had limited time to hunt, which I think you guys can relate with kids. I mean, with work, kids, and everything going on, it was like I got to pick great days to be there, you know. And hearing Mark and Terry talk a lot about like in and around that full moon, and then watching deer cast, I had a bunch of okay days. And then I had a, a good and a great day. So I called off work. Those days kind of went all in on that. On you that you weekend. Sick? And, did you tell me, me, did you tell me you were sick or what would you tell me when you called in? Like, Hey, I got I a great buck, deer cast. I had buck fever. Okay. It's <laughs> legit. And, uh, so I got up there and honestly, I killed him the first day I was there. Um, wow. so it was, it was a blessing, you know, not to be out hunting him all year and trying to find time and running back and forth. It's a four hour commute to my lease from my house. Jeez. So that's why I like deer cast is so important. I've learned over those last few years of hunting those big bucks like that. You want to hunt fewer days, but better days rather than just getting in there. I got a week. Let me hunt. You know, I've, I've had way more success following deer cast and following those good to great days. Yeah, that whole so, like just log in time in the stand to log it. And sometimes it pans out, but when you're hunting mature bucks, it's really, yeah. you really do some damage. I have a couple comments on a few things he said here. So, first of all, he said that he was waiting. If he's going to kill the biggest deer of his life, he's going to wait till the footage was right. So, he has more fortitude than most of our team members. <laughs> and right. specifically, Kyle Lamore, who killed the biggest deer of his life at the time off camera. No cameras. So, I'm calling people out. <laughs> he's not going to hear it. So, do whatever you want to do. That's really all I had to say. <laughs> and i forget what point number two was but i really wanted there to, are other points you i really me. wanted to make a point of point number one <laughs> another thing kyle lamore sucks what do you think uh, about that we, we know he doesn't listen so it's okay yeah it's all good it's all good so so then what are you doing with your footage if, if you're if you're that concerned about making sure it's quality what are you doing with it afterwards um just um trying to uh trying to make it on, actually trying to make it on the juries, you know, that's the dream. And, um, so yeah. I've been filming and I've been working hard and, and trying to do my best to, uh, just make myself an asset. So, and I think that comes down to producing good footage and, and being determined. I believe in a world where a work ethic is still attractive. So is, you got that right. Is that on, is that hunt on YouTube? Yes. Yes. I made a highlight reel and I actually just uploaded it to YouTube, um, not long ago. So yeah, Kenny sent me the the link. Uh, you know, here in the off season, and and a lot of great stuff because he, he killed another deer on camera too last year. Correct? Yes, sir. That was the Kentucky deer, and again, prime example. I waited down there, stayed. It was actually like two weeks later. It was November seventh, and um, same deal. Three or four okay days. Weather was a little warm. And then I had a good, and there was an hour of great. And I'm not just saying this, right? At that hour of great, coincidence maybe, but that's when the deer came walking up through. There was like four o'clock. Bam. Kenny's fixing to be on the team. (laughs) Saying all the right things. It could be, it could be the southern accent. Maybe if you tried faking a Midwestern accent. You'd already been on the team. It could work. <laughs> Just oh, saying. No. <laughs> oh, no, everybody. <laughs> no, that's definitely not it, because we've had a bunch of Southern boys through time. And I mean, Louis Payne. Had, <laughs> Louis Payne's the best. <laughs> he sounds like he's Louis Payne is my all-time favorite accent 
of any cast member we've ever had. In his mouth. <laughs> no, don't. Hey, hold on. <laughs> I love Louis. I damn it. But young fan. <laughs> Louis the best. He's got a southern drawl. Oh, he's got a drawl. He's Kentucky. Louisville. 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 Everybody Louisville. from Kentucky says I can't pronounce Louisville the way people from Kentucky like pronounce four, it. There's four O's in it. Louisville. <laughs> we had a guy by the name of Stephen Parker that worked for us. He was an editor for a long time, and he was from that area. And I, I mean, I loved hearing the guy talk. I wish I had a southern accent. I wish I had anything going for me. I li- <laughs> <laughs> you've got a, you've got a St. Louis accent. Harsh. <laughs> yeah, party four. Every now and again, it comes out. So, Kenny, uh, what question or questions might you have for us? Why am I not on the team? (laughs) (laughs) What more do I got to do? Yeah, what do I got to do? No, no. One of of the questions that I think that I've never heard, and obviously I'm a follower of 100% podcast and listening to it was, this is for Matt. I actually have two questions. One's for Matt, one's for Tim. The first question for Matt was going to be, was there ever a particular moment in your life? Now, this is going back when you were a kid, so we're going way back there. And is there ever a moment when you see Mark and Terry show their work ethic and you were like, man, these guys are just different. Like these guys won't be denied. These guys will not take no for an answer. Cause I'm sure there's been negativity, right. When you're trying to trying to do something or whatever, you know, there's always those people, but I wonder if there was ever a particular moment as a kid that stuck out to you where you were like, these guys are just different and they're going to be successful one way or another. Uh, you know, growing up, honestly, there wasn't any one thing because everything they they had the same work ethic. And I, I mean, I didn't see Mark as much, you know, growing up as obviously his dad was around. But, you know, grandpa, their father and then the both of them, I don't think there was ever an option of any other kind of work ethic because all we ever knew was, you know, my grandpa was a construction guy, laborer, you know, like that's the, you know, that's kind of the mentality. It's a blue collar mentality going in and they built, he built a hell of a business with his brother. And I think Mark and Terry saw that, you know, from an early age and, and they didn't, they didn't know any other way. And, and dad, of course he worked for, for um, my grandpa's construction company, um, you know, and all, hell he had his, he always talks about his, his, um, union card was vested by the time he was like 12 or 13 or something oh, like he, it was crazy. Like he had worked there forever, <laughs> you know? So all I ever knew was that they worked their butts off yeah. and, and the same was expected of, of me, you know, that's how I felt about it. And mm-hmm. so it wasn't really something any one day or any one moment. It was just every moment put together. Like these guys worked their butts off and we would always see it. Like our family was really close, especially back then. A lot of, a lot of gatherings and family get, get togethers. And a lot of us still lived in that Bloomsdale area, which is a town of probably like you're talking about, it was a town of 400 people. So we were always getting together and having release parties for the new VHS titles and watch parties and stuff like that. And, um, so anytime we'd get together, they were practicing their on camera delivery, like kind of like messing around and joking around, but they were practicing. Yeah, it was, that was the line. It was hello. Hello. Like that was, they kept saying that over and over, like their first, uh, their first like, um, entryway into filming. And it was like, okay, how do we introduce ourselves? And they practice it over and over and over again. Like that's the kind of stuff I remember as far as work ethic goes, like back in the day, they weren't great on camera. So they practice it over and over and over and editing wasn't as easy as it is now. So like, 
they'd have to do it in one take. So it would Ugh. take a billion. Think about <laughs> how many on. times that we'll re-say something real quick and we'd redo Hi. a line. And it's <laughs> it's not a big deal because the editors fix it. The editors fix all of our problems. Yeah. But back then, you'd have to do it in one take. And they would do it over uh. and over and over. So I saw that work ethic uh, as far as it, how it pertains to Jury Outdoors. I saw it early on. Good question. Thank you. All right, what do you got for Tim? All right, Tim, you marathon running man. Oh, here we go. Double M. <clears throat> so, how do you stay on your workout schedule during hunting season, and how do you maintain that kind of pace with balancing work, with balancing family, with balancing trying to get to the tree stand? What do you think is like the best thing or tips that you give or you do? Uh, the first thing is performance enhancing drugs, anabolic steroids, duh, horse medications, really all that stuff. <laughs> all right, well the cat's out of the bag. Yeah, there we go. It doesn't look like this. I mean, <laughs> this isn't natural. <laughs> it's completely unnatural. Um, no, so I, I'll typically at lunchtime here at the studio, I'll take off and hit the gym or try to get some, my miles in. So try to work something in during the day, and then it's. Like usually I'm doing a second workout it's either early in the morning or late at night after the kids go to bed because when I get home, I want to make sure that I'm engaging with them, spending time with them. Same thing on the weekends and stuff. Like I really try to when I'm home, I'm home, I'm focused on the kids. They're not a second thought, which means that I'm always putting my stuff off until after after or before bed you know after bedtime or before they wake up in the morning so it's a lot of early mornings late nights and and, and I always feel like <clears throat> if I let off the gas in that aspect of my life during hunting season I'm gonna have that deeper of a hole to dig out of once hunting season is over so there's gonna be a reckoning and, I, and I'm just too lazy to want to dig out of a hole like that so I find it easier to maintain than to g get kind of behind on that it's currently where I'm at <laughs> it's tough it is so tough yeah it's it, it's it's really de uh, demotivating so so yeah it, it's really just kind of fitting it into everything else and there's always excuses like too tired uh, you know the house is a mess I don't want to I don't want to work out I don't want to go to the gym or whatever but I just try to try to do things that I don't necessarily feel like doing but i know i need to do nice so which we which, just become I best mean, friends yep we live in the same life. You and Kenny. <laughs> i'm just gonna say this on here matt's little clips are probably the best when he hits those voices that's one of my favorite mm -hmm. things i'm not just saying thank you <laughs> a lot of people say that and a lot of the guys that join the rack pack they also think that matt is the most handsome between the both of us so i mean is it a, really a, a competition I mean, I, if you if you are proud about being adored by other men then i think <laughs> that's all we that's always the running joke like we never have fans that are hot chicks <laughs> we always Not have one. fans that are dudes great industry to be in glad to be a celebrity all in this the, industry <laughs> all the recognition yeah yeah so i was gonna say we might have broke history today we might be the first outdoor podcast to all have product in our hair rather than wearing hats <laughs> That's, we're gonna have to cut that. <laughs> yeah, don't brag about that. One Can't of us has, oh, sorry, one of us has parasites in their hair. Can uh, you guess which? Lice. You? Well, you ever heard of scabies? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Okay, so so that is that is Kenny's one of his favorite things about the podcast is the soundboard. I have to agree. Between the three entities that host this show, you, 
Me, the soundboard? That could be a country song. I'd you, me, and the soundboard. <laughs> better, than, better than the three entities. Better than you singing Seminole Wind. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, no. I thought he did all right on Seminole Wind. Kenny, Come quit on, sucking up. <laughs> Kenny's a music man. Yeah. Kenny's you guys got are a band. probably, yeah, he's, he's a few steps above you in the professional ranks, I guess, because he's, he's playing music <laughs> in front of people <laughs> that, that want to be there. <laughs> he's not subjecting people to it. <laughs> so, what do, you, what do you guys play in your band and where do you play? Um, I actually uh, don't travel anymore. I used to travel and was a Nashville recording artist for several years, but Same. Um, with the family life and everything, it was just, way too hard for me and, and one thing i'll say is i respect you guys so much is you guys seem like great dads and that's what i want to be i want to be a great dad and when i was putting my kids to bed on a friday and leaving for a couple of days it just really started wearing on me and uh, just really lost lost the heart and the passion for it yeah. you know i i still play around campfires and little things around town if somebody needs a benefit or something i'll do it at church but as far as um, going out and playing like I got to open up for um, let me thank some people David Lee Murphy was Whoa, one cool. Party um, Chris Jansen uh, several several good people I got to open up for but I just lost it lost the passion for it with with my kids and everything so damn yeah. kids <laughs> ruin our lives Everyone. oh I mean enrich them <laughs> <laughs> did I say ruin I meant enrich yeah yeah we're great dads <laughs> it's called a Freudian slip I think and, and we all have seasons to our lives you know there are some things that I'm just in the late season just don't fit <laughs> rolling into January very tired Tim <laughs> tired and run down from the rut sorry didn't mean Actually, to cut you out there never there. was a rut was there <laughs> no no it was a trickle <laughs> 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 Kenny, well, we, we appreciate you hopping on. Um, a lot of warm temps. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. Continue. I was going to say thank you. I appreciate you watching. appreciate you being a cheerleader for the show and for DeerCast and uh, and everything like that. Yeah, it's uh, it's been cool to continue to watch the evolution there and look forward to seeing what you knock down this fall and um, keep in touch. And, and hopefully you're sitting behind a big buck again this year. Hey, thank you guys so much for having me on. This has been a, a check off the bucket list, and I greatly appreciate your guys' time. I'd like to see the rest of that list. God, <laughs> that makes me sad. <laughs> like, damn, man, we could have done this years ago with you if you wanted to get it on. You could be the host. I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> I'm done Come with this thing thing. Like, it's yours. I got spreadsheets to work on. <laughs> TPS right. reports and all. <laughs> That'd be great. All right, Kenny, thanks for hopping on, buddy. If if anyone watching right now or listening wants to be considered for uh, a guest spot on the show, just click the link in the show notes and fill out the questionnaire and then submit a short 30-second video explaining why you think you would be a great guest for the show. We'll review it, and maybe you'll get on. Maybe you won't. If you won't, we'll just use the video to make fun of you in the studio. And in general, I'd like to hear your feedback in the comments to see what you think about these episodes. If you're liking them, if you're not liking them. Still an experiment. Yeah, for sure. So uh, we'd love to get the feedback from the audience. And, and if Kenny's feedback doesn't count, you can't. <laughs> Kenny's like, I don't know about you guys, but this episode was fire. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. This is going to be trending on Google here very shortly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you could get our views and listens up, I'm all for it. Boom. <laughs> so. I got you. All right, cool. All right, thanks, Kenny. Thanks, everybody. Until next time, peace All out. Right, fellas, thanks. 
DeerCast is now supercharged with maps. Get ahead of your game with killer new features like live Doppler radar, wind check out to five days, virtual rain gauges, GPS path tracking, and more. Plus, get our 14-day revolutionary DeerCast prediction and access to DeerCast track. Prep, predict, and pursue with DeerCast.